everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie. And you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And listen from anywhere, conservativetalkabq.com. And by the way, that uh, intro tune there was one of my new favorite groups, Zepparella, and they do, they do Led Zeppelin songs. That was the immigrant song. Anyway, um, so I wanted to finish up a thought we had on the last hour before we kind of transition into some other stuff in the second hour. Shirley had a few things, comments she wanted to make. So, Shirley? Yes. Go ahead, get we, close to the mic there. We were talking about healthcare and student loans and semi-fascists and Gorbachev. By oh. the way, Shirley, tell everybody a little bit about your background, where you're from. I am just about to. Okay. So I was born in Romania and I grew up there. So I got to experience the beautiful, wonderful experience of communism and dictatorship. So, yeah, um, my, um, my thought was that as much as uh, we think of Gorbachev and the U USSR, that they were the bad guys and communists and all that, actually in uh, 1989 in December, and that was a few days before the dictator of Romania was executed, he visited with him in Romania. Gorbachev? Gorbachev, uh -huh. yes. And actually he was so disgusted because he found out people were bust in just to chant and be a presence and show support for the president. But he also said that um, He's in a country where human dignity has no value. So it was so bad, even Gor Gorbachev was able to, to see it. Wow. So that's a problem when, that's a problem when a communist, I mean, you know, he got prior strike, yeah, yeah, okay, a little bit of freedom here and there. But even that he can see it, yeah, that, that shows you how bad Romania was oh, yeah. at that time. And it's, and I'm, you know, and, and what worries me is you said something else, too, about the, the corruption you were saying. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so oftentimes we think that the government being of communist ideology, it's their fault. However, the government, at least in Romania, from personal experience, I know that created monsters of corruption. So here we were talking earlier about healthcare and being on a wait list to get an, an appointment. Well, in Romania at that time, you couldn't even get an appointment if you don't have to give bribe. Right. Now you need to give bribe to the receptionist or nurse that makes the appointment and then bribe the nurse and bribe the doctor and everybody along the, the way. But it was called free health care. How free was it? Well, it was so free that they needed to take bribes to pay for their own food and stuff, right? So, because they probably weren't getting paid much for it. Right. So imagine that, um, you know, you need to have a surgery and you need to gather your chicken and, 
and a full ham and two pounds of coffee to take to to the doctor. And I'm talking about live chicken. Yeah. No, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm. Um, it, it it. But your my favorite thing that you said while we were in that break was monsters of corruption, and that's why I was really wanting to point that out. Think about that in your head. Monster. It created monsters of corruption. What are we seeing being created in our governments all over the place? And I will point out our current DA in Albuquerque, Bernalillo, who I believe is one of those monsters of corruption. Why do we know? He, is he going after murderers? Is he going after the crime in our city? No, he's going after boogeymen. It's just, just like uh, his opponent right in the debate he says he's he's not going after murderers he's going after boogeymen who well, gives just, a crap well just like the fbi but they're going after boogie, political opponents right political opponents what, what yeah. are those boogeymans political opponents you know going after political opponents is is the very definition of the sort of thing that happens in a corrupt third world communist government correct that's exactly the sort of thing that happens and we're seeing more and more of that happening and it's just right out there for us to see. And it's amazing that there are not more people that are completely outraged over this. Now, the very sad part is that if the government changes and it's better, those monsters of corruption stay. Yeah. Because it's part of the mentality. Right. And I'm looking at Romania now, 30-some years after the revolution, they still struggle with corruption right. at every level. Yeah. But you know what I would say, though, is at least they're trying to fight it. I think fighting it is better than just sitting idly by and letting it become monsters of corruption. Right. You know, at least you're fighting it saying, oh, no, 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 you know, I know we have a corruption problem, and yeah, some of it slides through, but at least, we're, you know, they're trying, we're getting this guy, we're going after that guy, you know. It's just like in Ukraine before it all blew up, right, unfortunately. You know, they were trying to fight corruption, but then, oh, we had a certain person that openly said on tape in front of a whole bunch of audience, and they're like, you know, yeah. that he took out somebody who was taking out corruption in Ukraine. I mean, just, it just blows you away, you know. So, okay, anything, is that... Anything else? No? Okay. So I had uh, somebody else join us during the break, and she's going to be here for a little bit because she's got a uh, uh, thing that she wants to talk about, and, it's, and it actually has to also to do with this government corruption and uh, how the government is basically oppressing people that have opposing views. So my good friend Melanie Rubin is here with me right now. Hey, Rebecca. Hey there. I've been trying to get her on for like ever, and she's always like so busy. She's like, she's like this, she's one of the biggest social justice warriors I know of, and, and she's always so busy all the time. So anyway. This I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, this uh, person that we know, which uh, I've had uh, Tim McLean on the show uh, numerous times in the past. Everybody seems to love what he has to say, and uh, I'm sure I'll have him on again sometime soon. Uh, he he's, uh, leads this America's Assembly thing in which uh, they're, they're helping people become American nationals. Now, uh, Melanie, what can you... In your words, what is an American national exactly? Well, I would say that I am absolutely not an expert on that. Tim McLean is an expert, and mm -hmm. I am not. But 
I made a few little notes because okay. I figured you'd ask me that <laughs> question, Rebecca. You um, came prepared. I tried, yes. <laughs> so um, American nationals are people who are trying to reclaim their sovereignty because for all of us who are born in the United States and become American citizens, at the time that we receive a birth certificate and a social security number, we're basically turned, well, we are not turned into a corporation, but there is a corporation created in our name, which is not a living, breathing person, obviously, but is what the government interacts with as if it's us. And so if you look on your driver's license, you'll see that your name is in all capital letters. You guys know this sitting around the table. Mm -hmm. And that is this entity that's been created in place of you. And so American nationals are trying to reclaim their power so that they are not subject to corrupt government, corrupt laws that, that none of us should be subject to. And the person I'm going to be speaking about has gone through a process to set herself up as an American national. And in this court battle that she's now fighting, she is attempting to represent herself as an American national and reclaim her God-given rights. So she's an Ameri she, she's gone through the entire process, is that correct? Well, I mean, and again, this is where I'm not an expert. There okay. are different groups that are uh, working with the American national process. She's not working with the process that Tim McLean does, but it's a parallel process. And, you know, frankly, none of it should matter because mm -hmm. it should be that we can reclaim our sovereignty. But she worked with a different a group, a different process. And by the way, from what I understand, when this country was originally founded, this whole corporate thing was not part of the establishment of this country. No. This is something that was just kind of uh, put on us without a lot of people's knowledge. It just, it's, it's like they, they institute these things a little at a time. And and then before you know it, uh, you're you're in it, and you don't even know how you got there. That's right, kind of like the way the Patriot Act came in after 9/11, yeah, exactly. except that this has been going on for a very long time. And after our original Bill of Rights, the additional amendments that actually, in some ways, started to strip away mm. our sovereignty. So th my understanding is the American nationals are looking at the original Constitution and our original Bill of Rights and saying, yes, I agree to that, but I don't agree to all this stuff that came afterwards that actually take my rights away as a human being. I'm not a corporation. I'm a human being. They're basically, these are people that want to take back their rights as a, an American, an American. Yes. A sovereign American. Correct. You That's know, my and understanding. Not, not be part of the corporation. It's like, why should you be required to be part of a corporation if you don't want to be? That's where we're in. You can get up there and share the mic there, Stephen. That's where we're into the problem. See, we're trying to use constitutional law in a corporate law system. Mm -hmm. And that's where the conflict is. They, they clash violently. Yeah. Uh, they begrudgingly, in, in civil court, allow you your Fifth Amendment right. But when you, like say you go for a traffic ticket and you go before the judge, that barrier there, once you cross through that barrier, you're aboard ship because it's maritime law. You're right. actually guilty until you prove yourself innocent. That's the reason why the flag behind the judge 
is not the American flag, but the American battle standard. You look at the fringe around the flag, you're in military court. You're not in uh, constitutional court. And that is part of the problem with the system right now. A lot of people don't realize that all those little details on the flag, they all have a meaning. So. Okay, so if, if that's true, right? And this is just devil's advocate, because oh, yeah. we know each other. So, <laughs> but but so just a devil's advocate thought, really quick, is so if it's maritime court, right? Who's the one who came up with the idea of corporatizing people? That uh, I believe uh, the corporation process of the United States and all the cities. Closer, closer. Uh, I believe that started in the 1970s is when the corporations, when towns started to become incorporated. Well, now you're not becoming incorporated changes the dynamic of the laws when right. you're under. Right. You're now under corporate law. Okay. And you must conduct yourself as that. Uh, I dealt with this with my, my litigation against the governor. Uh, and it, you, you walk a fine line. And so does the judiciary. Right. So, I mean, we one of the best things would be to unincorporate all the municipalities, unincorporate the United States, and get back to strict constitutional law. Right. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. It's why, you know, then that's always like what a lot of people will ask, probably listening, going, well, what is, you know, what started this? Why are we incorporated? Why are we instead of a uh, why is a corporation made in our name and a lot of it from what i've read and understood goes back to social security goes back to yeah goes even further back to what is uh wilson and eugenesis and stuff it goes back to like, 1912 right uh the creation of the fed right you know that's why Rand, Rand paul and ron paul are like the fed's gotta go because that's the first part of unincorporating and bringing the country back to the country. Now you realize we could go down a whole rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we would completely forget about what we were originally going to yeah. talk about. Yeah, because she wanted a yes, story yes. to tell. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, so, so, so uh, yeah. we're going to talk about that more later prop on another show. And I'll Sorry. let Tim McLean on with... Have you been on with Tim? No, I haven't. Okay, so maybe next time I have Tim on, I'll have you on yeah, too, Derek. That'd be, that'd be good. Okay, everybody always likes listening to Tim. <laughs> so anyway, let's go on with this story, yeah. Melanie. So let me, let me first say that I am not a lawyer. I do come from a family of lawyers, so maybe I have some just by osmosis. But, but you did stay at a Holiday Inn Express? A Holiday Inn Express? <laughs> what? You don't know that one? I don't know that joke. Yeah. Holiday Inn Express, they used to do these commercials, okay? And basically these people, they would stay at a Holiday Inn Express, and then they do a commercial, which this person is, you think there's something like one, this one guy, he's in a, working in a nuclear reactor, he's there in, he's in a nuclear reactor control room, and he's wearing a, I think he's wearing a lab, was he wearing a lab coat? Yeah. yeah. And so, every, so the guys that are working there, the, the, the reactor is literally undergoing a meltdown. And this guy is, starts issuing orders to everybody. And everybody's like, well, okay. And they're doing this and flipping switches and doing things. And then suddenly they avert the, the meltdown. And, and they say, oh, wow, thank you. It's like, how, I, I don't remember you. How long have you been working here? And he said, 
oh, I don't work here, but I did stay at a Holiday oh, Inn Express. Oh, that's hysterical. And he says, I'm with the tour group. That's a, yeah, tour group. I love those commercials. Those are and some of my favorites. then he takes a bite out of a Sprinkles yeah. donut. Yeah, right? It's just, yeah. really was so <laughs> funny. It's really Anyway, funny. you know, well, these conversations, you never know where they're going to go. Yeah, that's true. It's really well, hard to stay on top. I think so. the parallel here is that we're all trying to avert a total meltdown in yes. this country. Yes, yes, we are. Yes. So very, so very, very relevant, appropriate. very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. The reason that I am involved in this story is because I'm one of the executive committee members of the New Mexico Freedoms Alliance. And I know this person through my work. And we are trying to support freedom fighters and protect them from getting hurt. So that's how I got engaged in this particular situation. But I'm not an American national expert. I'm not a lawyer. So, um, and I guess the, the disclaimer I would say is that even getting the correct facts of what's going on is a little bit tricky because so much of the communication has been squashed, limited, you know, intentionally. Just and like so, what's going on with Donald Trump right now. They don't want us to see those affidavits or, or those warrants or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So. So I'm, I'm getting as much accurate information as I can. But anyway, so why don't you proceed with asking me, Rebecca, and we can go to the story. Oh, okay. Well, so uh, this lady by the name of Jill Marie, I actually heard uh, Jill Marie I Inana. 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 Um, she's an American national, mm -hmm. and she's been going through this progress. She want, process. She wants to get out of the corporate system. Honestly, mm -hmm. I've considered it myself. Mm -hmm. And the reason there is such a large, and this is a large movement in the country, very large. Um, the reason these people are wanting to go through this is because they're tired of the tyranny of the federal government. I mean, because the tyranny is getting worse by the day. Now, I, you know, I've talked about this a number of times that I, I don't know if it's going to get better or not. I mean, we got to keep fighting regardless. But whether or not it's just going to keep marching forward towards more tyranny, uh, it's starting to kind of look that way. Um, doesn't mean we, we should give up by any, any means. But anyway, so this lady, apparently she had gone to the uh, Taos County Courthouse back on August 16, 2021, to just file some paperwork. You know, we often have to go to the courthouse to file paperwork for all kinds of various different things. It was a non-criminal issue. It was just a personal matter type thing, which we're, we don't have to go into that. Um, and of course, they were imposing uh, these mask, illegal, unconstitutional mask mandates. And she, she's like me. No, I'm not going to wear a mask. Sorry. No, not going to do it. I don't acknowledge your mandates. Um, she ended up getting arrested for that, put in jail for refusing to wear a mask. Yes, and ironically, the charge in that case wasn't even that she wasn't wearing a mask. The charge was that she was disturbing, disturbing the, peace. the peace. Exactly. Because if they tried to if they tried to prosecute her for not wearing a mask, there was no law. There was there is no a no standing. Is None. not enough for the yeah. courts to say, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna pursue this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, decree is not enough because a decree is a decree. It is yeah. not not a, a law. It's not a law that's been agreed to by the parties and by the governor and signed off by the people, shall we say, because there are representatives. So that would be signed off by the people, technically. But yeah, like, no, I know. It's, no, and this is it's why they're always have to, disturbing the this peace. Is why they have tried to, change. to threaten it on me and everybody yeah, else. They have to change and I the said, charge. go right for it. How have I disturbed the peace by just saying, I can't wear it? 
Right. So for me, it was I couldn't wear it because of my medical issues. So, and the and the governor technically allowed for that, but I still got kicked out. Mm -hmm. I still got pushed out. I mean, literally physically pushed out by my wheelchair, which is against the law, because you can't grab a wheelchair because that's somebody's legs. It would be like grabbing somebody's legs and dropping them on the right, floor. Right, it's an extension of it's you. It's an extension of me. Yes. And also, guess what? It's a private conveyance. Mm -hmm. So that would be a violation of my Fourth Amendment, not on top of my First Amendment, right? And my third, or my, uh, my second, right? Because if I'm carrying or whatever, it's actually a private area, so they can't charge me for gun charges or whatever because it's, it's, a, it's a vehicle. So it's under different standards of law. And they just grabbed it, which would be like grabbing a car and towing it away without any authorization or legal reasoning. Well, you know what's, hap what's been happening here over the past couple years, going on three years now, I can't believe this, is that a lot of things which we assumed were, uh, were civil rights and, and things that actually where there are laws in place that we can't do this are just like, just for the simple thing and going to a business and you expect to be treated with respect and, and that the customer's always right and, and they, they do what they can to keep you happy because you are a paying customer. All of that's out the window now. They yeah. no longer give a crap about that anymore. They yeah. do not care because over the past couple of years, they have been given permission to treat you rudely and to intrude upon your personal, uh, your personal space. Yeah, and they so, didn't give him permission to basically be the enforcers of right. the law. It was actually, like I told you years yeah. ago, like it was kind of smart when you think about it. The Democrats, instead of having authorities do it, instead of the government do it, oh, we'll, we'll just push on the private sector That's a little right. bit. That's right. We'll get them to do the And then they enforce the law. That's right. And then we'll do nothing against them. And they'll enforce them. decrees. We'll let them abuse people all they right. want, and then we will do nothing about it. And then they can take it. the downfall in the courts. Exactly. And they don't, they, you got to realize the politicians lost nothing. Yeah. So just like this situation here in which they cannot, they could not prosecute this woman for not wearing a mask because there is no law because number one, making a law to force somebody to wear a mask would be completely unconstitutional. Yep. So therefore they can't make a law against it and they can't prosecute her for not wearing a mask. Instead, they have to say she's disturbing the peace. So... Go ahead. And she ended up being thrown in jail and treated rather badly. I mean, physically abused. And this was all for simply trying to exercise her rights to file paperwork in the courthouse. That's it. That's all she was doing. She wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't violating any laws. So, so that happened. And then as an American national, she didn't want to appear in court as a corporation and follow, she didn't want to get more snarled in this insane system. And so she actually submitted documentation about why she wasn't going to appear in court. And that documentation is on record. You can go in New Mexico court lookup and you can see that she filed that documentation. She wasn't irresponsible. However, she refused to appear in court. And so then the next thing that happened was that they issued a warrant for her arrest for being in contempt of court because she wouldn't appear in court for the hearing for disturbing the peace and getting arrested for wearing a mask. So now, by, like the, by the way, now, you, tell me, upon insanity. you tell me if I'm wrong here, but okay, so basically they did a, a warrant 
uh, to for her arrest for court under her corporate identity, which she no longer is associated with. Correct. Okay, so she's no longer associated with this corporate identity. That's like me. That's like me say working for a company for a big corporation and being being employed there as as a part of the corporation. I'm part of the board of directors of this corporation or whatever. And I quit and say I'm out of here. I don't want to be involved in your corporation anymore. And then I leave and I'm no longer a part of the corporation. And then they try to uh, reprimand me for something uh, under the corporation that I'm no longer a member of, right? Is that essentially that's, right? That's my understanding. Okay. So by her agreeing to those terms and, and, and acknowledging, oh, yeah, I'm still that corporate entity, then that would basically just undo everything. That's right. So yeah. it's sort of a catch-22, right? Because mm -hmm. you're saying, I'm not part of that corporation anymore, and so I'm not going to do things under the corporation. But then they put her in, in contempt of court and put out a warrant for her arrest for saying that she's not going to basically play that game anymore. So, so keep in mind, everything going forward here, this all stemmed from, from her refusing to wear a mask. All of this, <laughs> all of this crap that she's going and, through is all because she wouldn't wear a mask. And, just, and their charge is to serve in the peace, which is, there's, that's very minor. That is yeah. a minor issue. Yeah. So to continue to press on it, yeah, even in a military court, even oh. in that standard, right? Right is way too much. I mean, so, come on. It's just disturbing the peace. Usually you pay the fine, you move on. So, but it continues. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so then on August 13th of 2022, so that's just whatever it is, three weeks ago now, Senator, not Senator, oh my goodness, Sergeant Gregory Trujillo, who's of the Taos police, arrived at her private property, which is in Taos, and he was supposedly there to speak with her about a complaint from a neighbor. So Jill has an easement on the back of her property that allows her to access the back of her property across a neighbor's land, and there's a gate. And so the supposed complaint was that the neighbor had said that Jill didn't close the gate and that had put his livestock at risk of getting out. Now Jill says that in the day in question, there was no livestock out on the property. And also that according to regulations, it's actually the neighbor's responsibility yeah. to make yeah. sure that the perimeter is secured before the livestock get I mean, out. So gate, not her responsibility. Are they responsible for yes, making sure gate. their gate is yeah. closed if it's they want to close? They have to be responsible yeah. for it. And, and if you let the, it's it's free game. I mean, I, I've been studying a little bit of this lately. So So here's this kind of, crazy situation, which anyway, the police are not charged with doing civil, uh, you know, maintaining no. civil matters. They're charged with maintaining criminal matters. So, you know, like, do these people not have anything else to do with their time but to run around talking to people about their gates? So anyway, he, this Sergeant Trujillo shows up at her front gate, which is double padlocked and has no trespassing signs all over the place. And he scales the, fa the gate onto her land. Well, that's a violation of their own policies and procedures as a proper law enforcement that's officer. correct. Because then you're violating the privacy. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm a private, you know, you know me. Isn't that trespassing? It, it, even it is by trespassing. A, without a warrant. You can, arrest, you can arrest him. Yeah. Right there and then. Because yeah. it's violating your property. It's violating the peace, your peace. He's now disturbing your peace. Right. And then he has a gun on him. So you can consider him as a legal a threat. threat. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would 
Yeah, if that happened to me, man. I have an armed intruder on my property. <laughs> it's an armed right. intruder because so. he has no warrant or writ from the court. Yeah. He's there for a complaint. That is the worst thing to try to get in there. Yeah. Sorry. It's just so, it shows that's corrupt. So, you know, I talked about this to Melanie the other day. And yeah, sorry, in, that, in my opinion, in a court of law, this should be thrown out right yeah. for oh, that yeah. thing. Because be at that point, anything that happened after that point, as far as I'm concerned, should be irrelevant. And like I said, disturbing the peace. Let's say she she did get loud and disturbing, right? Let's Let's say that happened. Right, it's still very minor of a charge. Mm -hmm. It's a fifty dollar to a hundred dollar fine, and most judges don't even. It doesn't even usually get through because the judge usually throws it out most of the time. And I mean, this is for bigger stuff too, and so this is minor. And that's why I'm really surprised. But the but the cop doing that now really throws everything into question, in my opinion. So it gets worse. Okay, oh, so we're coming up on the break. We're going to finish this story after the break. Um, and Tune we're going to see how this rabbit hole goes. hear yeah. about that, those monsters of corruption monsters and how they're rampaging corruption. in Taos. <laughs> monsters of corruption. We'll be back. We don't need no Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505 345 hey there everybody hey mary Kay. i see you dancing in the uh, control room there <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQKDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700. And listen for me anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I also want to invite you to check out my webpage at freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of any of my shows all the way back from the very first one. Anyway, I'm here with my good friend, Melanie Rubin. And actually, Melanie and I met uh, during our uh, our times protesting over the past couple of years. We've done a lot of protesting over all the tyranny going on in this state. And this is yet another example of tyranny and about the monsters that have uh, have developed in in our system and in which people are just have disregard for for the law or even proper procedures. So so basically in that when we finish on that last break we're talking about this police officer without a warrant or anything climbs a locked gate into this woman's property which is posted no pro, no no trespassing had no business doing this at all and then we're going to talk about what happened after that so right. go ahead so uh, so Jill Maria Nana, the woman whose property this was, was on a tractor. It's a particular kind of tractor, not my area. She was moving around some equipment. And the officer approached her on the land, and he said, uh, I have a warrant for your arrest, and you need to come with me. Well, first of all, at this point, actually even before he said that, as he's approaching her, Jill had her cell phone with her and she started recording him. And um, she said, you're on my land, you're trespassing. I'm telling you to leave right away and I'm armed. So he said he had a warrant, but did he actually have yeah, a warrant? Asked, did he have the warrant? Well, he, so then, so I'm sorry, I got things out of sequence. So he starts approaching her. She says, you're trespassing, I'm, I'm armed, leave my land. And he says, I have a warrant for your arrest. I need you to come with me. And she's videotaping on her phone. And she says, show me the warrant. So remember from the previous part of the story that when she got arrested last year for quote unquote disturbing the peace and refusing arrest, and then she didn't appear before the court, um, and they put her in contempt of court for not appearing before the court as an American national, they issued a warrant for her arrest. So there, at this time, on August 13th, 2022, there was an outstanding warrant for her arrest for this ridiculous masking situation. Disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's got a warrant for her arrest for, for filing paperwork in the courthouse as a, as a resident of this country. And so when she asked Officer Trujillo to show her the warrant, he said, well, I don't have it with me. I can show it to you back at the station. Oh, right? That's, uh, so, no, how oh, about you go back to the station and get that warrant yeah, go, and come back, and then yeah, we'll, go, go we'll talk the about it then. Get the warrant, come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now we've got trespassing. We've got trying to arrest this woman without having a warrant, all supposedly from a complaint because she didn't close a gate. Okay. You following this? Oh, yeah. It's way out of line. It's huh? way wacko. Yeah. That's, so, that would not be acceptable. Uh, so the officer now reaches into the tractor where she's sitting 
and goes to pull her physically from the tractor. Oh, oh by the way, what's so her now name? he's kidnapping her. Okay, so yes, what? Restraining her this is, this is against all, her will. This is all Dude, a matter. He could be charged with a lot of more okay, felony so, crimes. Melanie, this is a matter of public record, correct? Yes. Okay. I have, what is the name of this officer? His name is Sergeant Gregory. Trujillo and I have and this is in Taos County, correct? I have his statement okay. in my hand okay. as we're speaking. And he's a okay. Taos police officer, not a sheriff's department. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So Sergeant Trujillo goes to pull Jill from the tractor. Jill still has the cell phone in her hand because remember she was recording him. She doesn't reach for her firearm, but she goes to try to get him away from her, and she hits his hand with the cell phone. Okay, I have an app for self that. Self-defense, self-defense. Yeah. Totally self-defense yeah. because he's kidnapping her on and her holding property. her against yeah. will on her property that he climbed over for a false premise. And I, he knows it was a false premise to go on his property. Yes, he knew there was probably some type of outstanding bench warrant, which a bench warrant is different than a regular warrant. It does not allow him to go into her property. It's a bench warrant. I guarantee it's not a full-fledged, uh, you go to her property and you can pull her out of her property warrant. But the bench warrant, which means if you get caught doing something, oh, you have this extra charge, mm -hmm. right? And then you negotiate it off. Yeah, it happened to me years ago. Yeah. I, I forgot to pay. Hey, a, I pay forgot to pay fine, a fine. And the bench warrant's and, gone. And I was with a friend, and we we had an accident, and uh, and the police showed up to investigate the accident. I was just a passenger in his car, but they asked for my ID too. It's like, oh yeah, here it is. It's like, oh, we have a warrant. We have a bench warrant. What? What? And it's like, turns out I'd forgot to pay a fine. Well, I got, <laughs> I got hauled away. <laughs> so I got a ride in a police car. Oh, well. Well, that's exciting. So, yeah. So anyway, he then drags her out of the tractor physically, right? This is a female, not as right. strong as this officer. Right. And he throws her to the ground. She had multiple bruises and contusions after this experience. He forcibly takes her firearm away from her. The cell phone is gone somewhere in this melee. She doesn't even know what happened to her cell phone. Handcuffs her. And then somehow four other officers arrive with rifles. And she's well, he resisting. Back up because he claims, oh, I, I have. See, he's, he's manipulating the situation, which means, okay, this is how it's such a violation. He's manipulated the situation. You've got to understand the situation he manipulated means he was soliciting a crime. It's against the law and against federal law to solicit for an officer of the court, which he is, to solicit a crime and then go, because he, that's what he did. He solicited the crime for the gate. He goes into the property because he has a reason to. This guy hates her. Clearly, because he solicited a crime. This guy has made massive felonies. This guy should get 20 years in jail, okay? There's felony after felony after felony that he has done, okay? She had every right to shoot him dead. You know, they would have shot her probably because, you know, playing with the cops because they got radios, right, is always, un it's always an unfair advantage. But she would have had every right, and if she would have went into court, and you know she would have won. Derek, here's the problem, though, and this ha this is this is what 
something I've talked about before. If the federal government decides that you are on their enemies list, oh yeah, they can take the unlimited resources of our taxpayers' money to take you down like and find a New, crime. Like the DA against yeah. New Mexico I mean, the, Civil Guard. The only reason they haven't put Donald Trump in jail yet is because he's got unlimited, almost unlimited money to pay for right. attorneys to, to, to make sure they don't get away with it. Yeah. But the thing is, is some, someone like this lady, Jill Marie Inanna, uh, okay, she's not rich. Yeah. She doesn't have money to hire a bunch of really good lawyers to come in and, and, and go up against these people. So what they do is, you know, you, you, I've heard it mentioned before that, oh, well, you know, poor people are at a disadvantage in court. Yes, they are. Yes, and the they reason are. they oh, are yes. is because, and even if you're not poor. But the Democrats even, don't represent you know, it correctly. Because I guarantee you get a public defender. These yeah. people aren't going to defend they you. Do, they, they just no, they're just going to process yeah. it. They're going to do a plea deal. They're yeah. going to say, oh, pre, plead guilty or no contest or, yeah, and I'll, I'll plea it down or what. But no, these people aren't going to fight for, for your rights. No, and it's right. like, that's the problem. The government with their unlimited resources can do anything they want to you. That's the problem with corrupt governments. Well, and that's why we have this pro program, right? Yeah. This is why you run this program. This is why so I'm speaking out. So people like can, this, be, can know what's going on. So everybody knows that this cop violated and created massive felonies because he solicited a crime. Because he entered uh, property without authorization or court order. Because the court has to order. The judge has to sign off to say, go get her. Mm -hmm. A bench warrant doesn't mean that. It just means if you get caught in the in commission of some other crime. So if you had your taillight out or you forgot to register your license, then they could have grabbed her, said, ma'am, you got to come with us. You got a warrant for your arrest. They take her and they process her, right? But... By, oh my gosh, man, I, uh, yeah. Uh. So, so it does actually get worse. Oh, so they throw her in the squad car, um, which she was resisting all along the way, and they take her to the Taos Detention Center. Now the person, I guess, you know, and I'm not an expert in this process, as I said at the beginning, but when somebody is processed into a jail, they have to change into strip search. prison. Yeah, you got to do a full strip garb. search because you might be worried that drugs are going to be brought into the system. Yeah. So um, apparently, there's a female attendant or officer, someone yep. who works Usually for the detention center, who takes her into the shower room. Yes. Now, in this particular case, this was the same woman who had processed Jill a year ago when she was arrested and had been abusive to her at that time. And I don't have the details of that situation. And Shoot. so Jill looked at her and said, oh, I remember you, yeah. and said her name, which I'm not at liberty to say at this moment. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that at this time. But you know, I've talked about but these we know prison who guards, she is. how they're out of control. I mean, with the January 6th prisoners, the way they're treating people. Oh, yeah. These prison guards are not being held accountable. You know, even if you're in prison, you still deserve to be treated with respect. Right. So they take Jill, she takes Jill into the shower room, and Jill has to change out of her clothing. So she's standing there with just a little camisole on, and she's naked from the waist down. And apparently there are three men who are nearby who are also being processed into the detention center, and the door isn't closed. So she has no Shit. privacy. Yes, that's my reaction exactly. Not radio appropriate, but... Where regardless, that was my reaction when I heard about it. And 
so she's standing there and they take the whatever shackles or handcuffs or whatever off of her wrist and apparently it was so painful that when they took it off Jill doubled over and she started to cry and the officer screamed at her this isn't in the police report this is from Jill telling me on the phone you can cry later and she body slammed Jill into the wall and then someone Jill doesn't know who did it pepper sprayed her so that now she can't see. So she's standing there, naked from the waist down, crying, can't see, and this female attendant is yelling at her to get into the prison clothing, and Jill is like crying, I can't even see where it is, right? Incredible physical abuse. And now this attendant claims that Jill bit her. Jill says she'd ever bit the woman even though she was being abused at the time. And the woman now has photographs of the bite. Jill said, well, she either went out and bit herself to, you know, justify the, treating me this way or it's makeup or something because I never bit her. That's, and, and the bite, I believe, is also in the police report. So they go ahead and put her in jail. And um, sh this is a new case in addition to that old case of disturbing the peace, right, from not masking, under Judge Ernest Ortega, who is a Taos um, magistrate. And he set a preliminary examination date for this past Monday, August 29th. And he said that she needed to elect counsel by that date. And so Jill is trying to figure out what to do. She's spoken to one lawyer who referred her to another Patriot attorney, but that person's not available. She's trying to decide whether she should go with the public defender, but she doesn't want to compromise her American national status. She's trying to figure out what to do. So she appears before the judge this past Monday, and they bring in a public defender, and the judge says, will you speak with the public defender. And so Jill and this woman, the public defender, are talking, and Jill's explaining about her American national status and saying, can you represent me in this way? And she's asking questions that pertain to the American national language and status. And at some point, the judge overhearing this, and Jill's mother was in the courtroom as a witness at this time and has it all recorded, the judge broke in and, and said, I'm going to hold you in contempt of court. And the, the public defender actually also, when she came in, said, I have another appointment. I only have a few minutes. And so she at this point walks away, and Jill calls after her like, yes, I will work with you. But the judge still then declares a third case against Jill for being in contempt of court, quote, unquote, contempt of court. And he... Um, this is the ironic part, because on, after this hearing on Monday or this preliminary examination, he dismisses the first case for disturbing the peace and resisting arrest. So now all these crazy things are happening still. So, the, so, first, the, so the original, the original thing supposed has now been crime dismissed. has been dismissed already. That's right. And yet they're still moving forward that's right. with all of this. They can't. They can't. They, that's why they dismissed the first one. They can't. This is fruit of the poisonous tree. They know it. They know they screwed up. And so what they're doing and what they're doing, okay, is covering their own butts, right? This is a mass conspiracy to cover up their failures in their job and their job description. And I know because I've had to keep 
a very high mark in the pri in the jail that I worked in and the places that I was at, and I never tolerated any of this ever. And nor did the people I worked with would tolerate this these type of actions. And if we even saw it as detention officers, as deputies, as police officers, this was not acceptable. But see, yes, it will happen in smaller counties and smaller cities. I'm not saying everybody's that way, and I'm not saying everybody's a bad apple. But they are doing this because she must make trouble, right, for, you know, and I don't mean trouble in a bad way. I'm just saying she's different. They don't like her, and they are using every single way. And now they're caught. Now they're caught. They know that they really screwed up. Because, like I said, she could definitely go to a lawyer. Man, she's got a case up the hoorah here. Even a federal judge, and there's federal judges here that have been appointed by Trump that will definitely listen to this case and shut it down. Well, if you can help us with that, I would appreciate it. I can, refer, I can I, refer you, but okay. I just I don't at know if they'll point, be able to help. At so this point, she's got a good case for a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. So, against, the, against the county, the city, uh, and the jail. I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot of different directions she'll be able to hit. So I want to tell you what the status is. So in addition to then dismissing that first case what from last summer, what Judge Ortega did was he put a $10,000 bail for the second case, which is now a felony because she hit the officer with her cell phone. So she's got a $10,000 bail for that felony. Jill told me that right preceding her in her hearing on Monday, there was a woman who was being brought up for armed robbery and she received, she received a $200 bail and Jill received a $10,000 bail for hitting an officer on the hand with her cell phone to, in self-defense, okay? Then <clears throat> the judge also created a third case for her quote-unquote contempt of court for not electing counsel, and he... You can't, you can't even do that. You cannot contempt somebody because they don't take counsel. counsel. They have every right to counsel themselves, pro se. Well, well she, he also, I guess that it was because she didn't, supposedly, right, supposedly because she didn't either elect pro se or choose a counsel. And then for the third case, the sentence, and I don't understand this, again, I'm not a lawyer, but presumably the sentence is that she has to stay in prison until September 29th, 2023. That's what she's now been sentenced to. She's been given another hearing in a month, September 29th of this year. But in the meantime, she can't even get out on $10,000 bail because she's now sentenced to stay in prison until the end of September 2023. All for the original offense of not wearing a face mask. Correct. Let's remind everybody on that. Which all they of threw this. it out because it's all been thrown out because you don't have to wear a mask anymore, right? It's all been thrown out anyways, so that's why they have no case. But this is fruit of the poisonous tree because they didn't have anything in the first place because disturbing peace wasn't enough. He's, yeah, he's, he's, this judge is out of line, way out of line. They need, somebody needs to get her into federal court right away and censure this judge. So we're trying to help. And um, I've called an attorney that I know in Albuquerque to see if she can take the case. Um, and there soon, um, New Mexico stands up, has offered to receive funds for Jill's defense. 
And we're trying to get, because nobody also has been able to really communicate with Jill, because the other thing they did was that the money that was put uh, for her to be able to make phone calls, they they didn't allow her to access the phone system oh, to make so they phone calls. Violated her rights to counsel. So she she's spoken with counsel, but like for her to call me, she has to go through a complicated process because they denied her having an access code to be able to call me. I have to pay. I have to put money in an account for her to call me. So we have very limited calls. They're only 10 minutes. I never know when she's going to call. I never know when she's going to be able to go through this convoluted thing to call me. And so we're trying to, Jill wants this information out there in the public. That's why I'm here. She's requested. We've tried to get other media coverage. Nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole, apparently. And this information needs to get out. And. I would appreciate any advice about how we can move this forward as a federal lawsuit or whatever. By the, <clears throat> by the way, everybody that's listening out there, if we have, say, attorneys listening out there to this show that you, can, you believe you can help this woman with what's going on here, because what's going on is just an incredible injustice, please email me with your information and I will get back to you. My email address is Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And anything, anything you can provide us with that might help with this, uh, with this situation, I can pass it along to the people involved. There's a couple people or a couple entities, a person and an, and a uh, one is Chris Ann Hall. Uh, she is a constitutional scholar and attorney. She travels the United States, uh, actually uh, educating police departments uh, and and training them in in doing their job constitutionally. The other one is the uh, Constitutional Law Group. Uh, it, it's like constitutionallawgroup.com. Go there. They have a list of constitutional attorneys throughout the United States, state by state. Uh, this is a case that they will salivate about. That's very helpful. Um, Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. There's an attorney that's really good here, but I don't, he's tied up with some cases himself, but he still might take this case would be uh, Paul Kennedy. Yeah. Paul, Paul Kennedy. Kennedy would probably, I don't mean to pull, call you out on this, Paul, so please don't get mad at me. Um, but that's another, he's a constitutional lawyer also and civil rights lawyer. He's really good at this stuff. I mean, really good at this stuff too. And he's in He's Mexico. here in Albuquerque. Actually. Okay. Yeah, he used to be a Supreme Court judge. He they had to call him back in because they didn't have anybody, and he took it for a while and then retired. He may be uh, the person that we were referred to who has an overwhelming caseload. And, yeah, but it might be, yeah. I he know does there was a, a pa Patriot right attorney in Albuquerque Yeah, I tried we to, I tried to, to uh, retain Paul uh, when I received my, my, my criminal trespass. Right, at the, capital. Your, at the capital. Yeah, while I yeah. was exercising my constitutional rights, uh, it, and he was very busy, and that's how I found out about uh, the Constitutional Law Group. Mm -hmm. The person that you will originally speak to, he is not an attorney, but he is the nexus of that whole system, and then gets you to attorneys that. Help. Right. That's great. I appreciate these referrals, and people listening can hear too. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, and we're also trying to set up um, an email address that people can email to to get information to Jill 
For now, if you'd like to do that, you can email me. Um, my address is, I'll say it and then I'll spell it, is for the children at protonmail.com. It's the number for the children at protonmail.com. That's because I believe everything we do right now is for the future of the children. Amen. Totally. Hey, so do you have set, have you set up any type of ways for people to donate? Um, yes. Like a PayPal account or anything that they can do? I think the best thing at the moment, and Becca, maybe I can get you the details for follow-up as well on the webpage, but yeah. it's through the New Mexico Stands Up website. Okay, so they're taking donations. Yeah, Anna Garner, who's an attorney here who's helped with all sorts of freedom matters, yeah. has offered to take donations That's for, um, for Jill for her defense. So, and I should have pulled what that website was. Sorry. <laughs> Silly me. Good question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so. I don't mean to put a chance. No, spot. it's good. I'm glad you're putting that bug in my ear. So, when we go to a break, I'll look up the website. Okay. I'll give it to you so you can announce it after the break. Sounds good. Okay. So Anything else, Melanie? Thanks so much. Any other questions or comments on this ridiculous situation? You can. You all can email me if you have questions or comments on this, or if you you know anybody can help out with this. Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. And please send prayers and good wishes to Jill because it's um, it's a really frightening, scary situation, and um, I think she's afraid people will forget. You know that because we all have these short memories and all these crazy things are happening all the time, and she doesn't want to end up just languishing there in prison. We need to get the word out and to help her. You know, the problem is, is the current government that it's in charge, and this, you know, I talk about the federal government pretty often, but we're in the same situation in the state of New Mexico, too. I mean, we have a completely tyrannical government in this state, too. We have a, a governor that thinks she's a dictator. She has not yet, from what I understand, uh, rescinded the emergency powers uh, that she, she took years ago. She wants to keep those in place forever because she wants to be able to be, do whatever she wants without any kind of consequence. And that's what we're seeing in, in our court system in, in a lot of places in this country, in New Mexico, for, for, for sure. And because even, even our President Joe Biden is making out people that believe in freedom liberty as insurrectionist, as, as uh, uh, what was the word, fascist. And people semi fascist. Semi fascist, exactly. So they're turning people against us that that don't even understand what's going on. A lot of people just go about their daily lives and I, I often say that they've got their head in the sand and I don't mean that in, in necessarily a bad way. For a people a lot of people just flat, flat out don't have time to pay attention to what's going on. They're just so busy with their daily lives, working, taking care of their family and stuff. So just a just a <clears throat> just a question. Uh, do we know if this judge is up for reelection this cycle? I don't believe so, oh. but it's an excellent question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's he just got reelected recently. Probably. <sighs> well, okay. well, it doesn't matter. You can file an ethics complaint. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be worthwhile filing an ethics complaint with the board because dropping hey, Derek, one. We're, ending the, oh. we're coming at the end of the second hour, believe it or not. Um, 
So anyway, so we are going to get into the topic that I thought we were going to get into, but we got on this one, which I thought was very, very important. And we're going to be talking about Neuralink and VR and Metaverse and all. It, it's going to be a fascinating conversation. So you're not going to want to miss the third hour. We'll be right back.